Good morning. God bless you. Happy New Year to you. Can we give God praise for 2023? Would you pray with me, please? Father, we are so grateful to be in your presence. We're so grateful that you're here. You've declared that you inhabit the praises of your people. So we rejoice in you today. We rejoice in this day, but we rejoice in the God that makes days, the God that comes and sees about us, the God that speaks to us by your spirit and by your word. God, do that today. Speak to us by your spirit and by your word today and help us, God, to hear you, to follow you, to love you with our lives. We give you thanks. And the Holy Spirit, burn like fire in us. Burn away the things that are not like you and refine us for your glory to be revealed, your presence to be made known, and your power to be manifested in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. God is good. Hallelujah. Look, since the fall of man in the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve sinned, all creation has been in need of a Savior, someone to pay the price and the penalty for sin once and for all. We made the first move to sin. God made the first move to send us a redeemer. We see that all the way back in the book of the beginnings, in the book of Genesis, chapter 3, verse 15. God prophesies that he's going to send the Messiah. And he's speaking to Satan in this verse in particular. Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. Listen to what God says. And I will put enmity, open hostility, between you and the woman. He's talking to Satan. And between your seed, offspring, and her seed, he will fatally bruise your head, and you shall only bruise his heel. This is God prophesying and promising the Messiah to come. And when we get over into Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 12 is what I'm going to share right now. We see this promise fulfilled, the promise of the Messiah. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Listen, after these shepherds are blown away and probably terrified by these angels, they decided they're going to go investigate this message that they've been given by these angels. Tell me, would you have put on your police uniform and your police hat and gone to investigate to see if this message was real that these angels had given you? A little sidebar. My wife is the neighborhood police. <laughs> and not only is she the neighborhood police in my neighborhood, she serves several jurisdictions. <laughs> she has many territories. And do something wrong, she's going to go tell. 
As a matter of fact, she's told me, boy, if you do something wrong, I'm going to tell on you. She says, I'm not going to jail for you. But look, look, these shepherds, these shepherds put on their investigative uniforms and they wanted to see if there was enough evidence to believe what these angels had told them. They wanted to see if there's enough evidence. So listen to what happens in Luke chapter 2, verse 16 and 17. And they went with haste, the shepherds, they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. There's the evidence to believe. They, they, they had gotten the message from the angels that there was going to be a baby born, a Savior born. And now they see the evidence to believe in verse 17. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning the child. This is what the shepherds said. Now they're talking to Joseph and Mary. And the angel said to them, or said to us, is the shepherd saying, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Can you imagine how excited these shepherds were, first of all, being visited by the angels and all the miraculous stuff that took place in this visitation. But what I'm really amazed at is they didn't get distracted by all the miraculous stuff that had taken place. They, they, they kept their focus on the priority of the message. You know why I say that? Because distractions can cause you to lose the focus on the priority of the message. Distractions can cause you to lose focus on the priority of the message. This possibly could have been the message of the shepherds had they gotten distracted. Listen, if the shepherds had gotten distracted, they possibly would have said, we had just finished feeding the sheep. When all of a sudden, this angel came, and this angel started talking to us, and, and, and we were so afraid. And this angel all of a sudden says, don't be afraid. Well, it was too late, because several of the shepherds had started running and hiding, and, and... but the, angels didn't, uh, the shepherds didn't get distracted. That was not the message that they gave to Joseph and Mary. They said the message... The priority of the message is that the Savior of the world has been born. And they had evidence to believe that when they saw this baby. Because they had experienced this great visitation from these angels. Let me just tell you this. When you experience something, your experience begs for response. Your experience begs for response. Okay, you're looking at, me, looking at me like you don't get it. All right. Some of you that are cooks, that are cooks. I like to cook. I dibble and dabble. My wife is a great cook. But let's say you fixed a great meal or somebody fixed a great meal for you. And y'all sit down and y'all eat it. And after the meal is over, you don't say anything about the meal. And your loved one or your friend says, uh, I think I might have left the roast in the oven just a little bit too long. Was it, was it kind of dry? They're trying to get 
a response from you from what you experienced. Experience begs for response. This message that the angels gave to these shepherds, and what, when they went to the, through this experience, it begs for response from us. It begs for a response that the mighty Savior, the Messiah, the one that came to redeem us from all our sin, has been born. And this begs for a response from us. Listen at the response from the shepherds in verse number 17. And when they saw it, the baby, they saw Jesus, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. It's like there are two Christmases. Eric said it just a little while ago. Second Christmas. It's like there were two Christmases. The first Christmas is God giving us the Savior. The second Christmas is what are you going to do with Jesus? The gift that keeps on giving. What are you going to do with Jesus? What's your response to the experience that you have with him? I think the shepherds possibly had a threefold mindset when they shared this message that the angels had given them. First mindset would be assurance. Because they saw it and they believed it for themselves. They had an assurance because they experienced this thing for themselves. The second mindset that they had was hope. Because now the long-awaited Messiah, the Christ, was born to all mankind. The hope that now the penalty for sin would be paid. The third mindset that these shepherds had was authority on the word that they were given because every detail that the angels told them was true. Every detail was true. And let me tell you this, every detail in this word is true. Every detail is true. The shepherds went with that mindset, and I'll tell you this, they responded by the experience that they had. If you've experienced the Savior, if you've experienced his power, it begs a response from you. If you've experienced his mercy, it begs a response from you. If you've experienced the grace of God, it begs a response from you. If you've experienced his love when it felt like nobody loved you, it begs a response from you. What are you going to do? With Jesus, the gift that keeps on giving. The second Christmas, the gift that keeps on giving. My wife and I visited many a time by deer in our backyard, and I'm so glad Quig lives nowhere near us. <laughs> if you didn't know, he's a hunter, and, and deer are some of his prey. But we have these deer that come and visit our backyard, and, 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 and oftentimes we'll see the whole family. We'll see the buck. We'll see the mom. We'll see several of the young come. 
but, but also oftentimes we'll just see the mom and two of the baby deer. And we've watched the baby deer grow. And there's a fence that divides our line from our neighbor's yard. We love our neighbors, but there's a fence. Oftentimes the mom will go over to the fence and she'll look at the fence and the fence is about this high and the baby deer will be behind her and, and the mom will look back at the baby deer and then she'll look over the fence to see if there's any trouble, anything that would cause harm. And then she jumps over the fence. Now the baby deer, they're frantic. They're like, oh, 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 well, mom's gone. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And several times we've watched the baby deer go to the back portion of our yard. There's a small opening that they can get around to go try to catch up with mom. Then again, mom will come in the yard with the deer again, and she'll go. And she's trying to teach them. At the fence, you've got to make a decision. There's going to be sometimes hunters chasing you. There's sometimes going to be trouble. You've got to learn how to get through the trouble to get over the fence. She showed us, God showed us this one more time yesterday. Isn't God amazing? Yesterday as I was thinking about giving the message to you all, he showed us, here comes the mama deer and the two baby deer in the backyard, four o'clock yesterday afternoon. Me and Linda looking out the window and we're wondering, are the deer going to jump over the fence? Are y'all with me? So here we go. Mom surveys the land. She looks back at her baby deer. She jumps with ease over the fence. The deer are going, they're going, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? One of them actually jumps. One of them actually jumps yesterday. The other one went back to their old ways, which means it's going to be a long way to catch up now with mama. Jesus, let me tell you, has already jumped over the fence, you all. He's already gone over. Everything that you'll ever go through, he's already done it for you. He's already conquered death, grave, hell. He's already allowed and and declared to us that we are overcomers. He said that we are more than conquerors. So everything that we need, we need to follow him. But oftentimes we'll get to the fence and there'll be so many distractions in our lives, that we'll forget the message of the Savior and we'll take the long way and all of these distractions and we'll forget that God is able in any situation. And I'll tell you today, he is still able to save, to heal, and to deliver. You believe that? He is the gift that keeps on giving And it begs a response from you to share your experiences, the things that he's brought you through, that others might know that he still lives, that he's still able, that he still heals, that he still lifts up broken, bowed down heads and broken hearts. He still mends broken hearts. This is the God we serve. And it begs a response from you. What will you do with Jesus, the gift that keeps on giving? Would you pray with me?
Father, we're so grateful that you gave a gift to us. You gave us your only begotten son that we might have life and have it more abundantly. We thank you now that your, your people, we've heard your word. Now do what you said. You said that your word would not return to you void, that it would accomplish what you sent it to do. So bless your word now to your people and help us to live for you, to love you with all our hearts, our souls, our minds, and our strength. In the name of Jesus, amen. Bless you.